You're listening to the Forefront Church Sermon Podcast. Forefront Church is a progressive Christian community more interested in asking good questions than having all the right answers. Thanks for listening. This feels different. Usually I'm in like, you know, the AV team over here. So I'm on that side making sure I'm like, where's the lighting going to go? But oh, this feels good. And also thank you. Just thank you all for being here. Um, This warms my heart as I look out and I see not only my forefront community, but also every single person that I have invited, my family, my friends, uh, people who are here. Thank you. So finding my way to the stage has been quite the journey, and especially as a queer black man. The path has been, hasn't been linear or predictable as I hope, but I recognize that the best things in life are often mysteries until we see them. In the grand scheme of things, this understanding is relatively new because I am an overthinker through and through, and also by the laughs and the smiles, y'all in the club as well, so thank you. <laughs> but also recognizing that I've been plagued with the question of what should I be doing or what should it look like, and then using that in damaging, often negative self-talk. And that starts a cyclical nature of just in my head, in my head, in my head, what does it look like? But it wasn't until I started on the journey to intentionally discover my light, what makes me me, God's light, that that negative self-talk started to quiet. It wasn't until I started to look inwards and recognize the patterns and ways of being that my own light and why I felt like I was never enough. But before I get into that, like I said, I'm Theon. Nice to meet you. (laughs) I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a friend. I'm a community builder and a person that has been blessed with tremendous communities around me. And now at the ripe age of 30-something, (laughs) I can really own that. I've gotten these amazing communities because community itself is a part of my life. In the past, when I worked with professor and researcher Joan P. Ball, she talked of the ideas of one's constellation. While some folks have a North Star, which is an anchor or seemingly fixed destination that can depend on, others, myself included, have constellations, a group of stars that guide you through life. And discovering your constellation is intentional and a lifelong journey. It speaks to the sides of you that come natural and feel and flow. But honestly, finding out what that looks like is often, again, looking inwards. Going back to God's light. Looking back to the things that make you you and what feels so innate. Community, culture, and connection. These are my stars. These are my part of my light. My light is my values. My light contains the things that feel innate to me. My light is my strength and the individual things that make me, me. And ultimately, that's the same for you. Your light is God's light. The fact is that light is always within us, but how bright it shines may vary. Sometimes it feels like it's turned all the way up, and like you're walking down the street, and you know that you're it, you know, feeling it, looking good. I'm like, wait a minute. 
we out here, you know? Like, it's, it's a whole feeling, it's a whole vibe. But there are other times when you recognize that it just does not feel like you. It doesn't feel natural. There's other times when you recognize that the world feels like it's melting around you. And then you start to question if it's fact or fallacy. Those are the moments when you start to grasp for light. Those light-filled moments that feel like I am being held. I am safe in this. And other times, when the bouts of depression hit, or the anxiety, or the feelings are less than, you can turn to that light and look inwards. You can turn to that light and have something to grasp onto, because again, you recognize, I just need something to hold on to, because these moments are too tough to walk in. And what I've witnessed is discovering your light is difficult because it also means discovering all those parts of you as well. See, the journey is individual and sometimes feels gruesome, but it's worth it to unlock the warmth that is bestowed upon you from birth. Now, this series is called The Parables, and of the parables I could have selected, the parable of the lamp was the most in service of how I felt. Shout out to Amir for asking me that question. Stop playing. <laughs> but seriously, it's the one that spoke to me and how I felt. It spoke to the parts of me that felt so natural. It felt to the parts of me that felt most at home and gave seeming direction to those questions. What am I doing? What should I be doing? And how am I doing it? Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16 reads, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your parents in heaven. And just so you know, I said parents because, again, God is a genderful God. And that's something that I learned here at Forefront. So it's they, it's them, it's all the pronouns, because all are welcome. Some historians contend that the parable of the lamp was a message from Jesus to the disciples. In their description, theologians state, the light metaphor presents the disciples as illumination for the world. The primary function of light is not to be seen, but to let things be seen as they are. In a provocative contrast, the metaphor of the city on a hill presents the disciples as inevitably and unavoidably being seen. They continue, as Jesus' deeds point not to his own glory, but to the glory of God, so the purpose of the disciples engaging their acts of righteousness or justice before the world is not for their own sake, but to glorify God. The disciples' mission is authorized and presupposed by Jesus' own mission and is the continuation of it. This line, it really sat with me. Again, the primary function of light is not to be seen, but to let things be seen as they are. Now, this interpretation feels revolutionary because I've thought of light before, but not from the point of view of things that can now be seen because of it. So often, light is a noun and is actively brightening. For instance, when you think about a room that has natural light, yes, it's desirable because of the way that the light hits the room itself, but the values and the outcome of the brightness is the values and the brightness that the light offers. So I ask you, what can now be seen that was in the dark? What is more beautiful because of the sun that's drenched by the environment? Church, when was the last time you felt seen? And what was the light that caused that? Who was the light that caused that? And secondly, who now feels more seen because of your own light? I think that last question of who last 
who feels more seen because of your light is something that always is in my head. Again, we doubt ourselves. In those moments where you just can't muster enough enough strength, but is the way that you show up and your way that your light is naturally already showing and radiating around you, that the people around you have already been lit. Is the way that the light just, again, comes out of you, that now by your mere presence, they are here, they're understanding, and they can feel what you are feeling because of that light, no matter where you are. So know that. You are the light of the world because you woke up this morning, and that's a gift within itself. You are the light of the world because you were made in God's image and grace. How can we look towards our own light and know that we are the light? And although you are the light of the world and a town built on a hill cannot be hidden, sometimes we feel inclined to hide in plain sight. How many of us have had a life-altering moment that somehow dims our light thereafter? That's me. There's been several moments that you look back and just be like, oh, okay. This is a moment. <laughs> you know, like, I'm here. This is good. This is good. This is good. And you keep telling yourself that because, again, your light is just getting dimmed and dimmed and dim. In February of last year, I was laid off from my job. And talk about light dimming moments. I knew that I'd be okay. I knew that it wasn't my fault and the company couldn't secure funding to stay afloat. I knew that my contributions to the team were valued and that my presence or lack thereof was felt. I knew that this didn't equal the end of my career, but it felt like someone turned my light off. It felt like everything that I had within me that I valued, that I knew when I showed up in a room was gone. And it took time. It took healing, it took effort, it took laughs. It took all of these different aspects to be able to rediscover what that light is. You see, it's possible to recognize that you already made whole in their image, God's image. That you were built to move mountains and endure. But it is also possible to feel that the easiest thing to do is to hide yourself. To hide from yourself and to hide from others. Sometimes dimming our lights help us cope with whatever's going on in the world around us. But again, I am telling you, that no matter how you're feeling, and even when you say that God's light is dimmed and is there, know that it is there inside you. Know that there is a way for you to turn it back up. Know that moving towards things that bring you joy, moving toward things that bring you light, moving toward things that make you feel will make the difference. The good news is that when that light feels dim, we get to rediscover our lights. Rediscovering my light meant moving towards the moments that bring me joy. Like taking singing lessons with my friend Allegra. Going to discounted Broadway shows. All of them. By the way, if you want the plug, hit me up after. I will tell you. I can't say it on here because it's being recorded. Please and thank you. But rediscovering my light also meant taking intentional time to heal. What does that look like? What am I asking myself? How am I moving through the pain? How am I moving through the grief? Am I choosing to look at the light or am I choosing to sit aside? And sometimes I did, by the way. I'll sit in the corner and I'll just listen. Ask my roommates, don't talk to me right now. I'm good, I'll chill for a moment. But there were other moments where I knew that I had to intentionally, whether it was journaling, talking to friends, reading scripture, 
Not so much. I'm not that, I'm not that familiar with the Bible, honestly, but I'm getting there because God, God, God knows me. I can't lie on this stage. Listen. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. But it also means sitting with every emotion that I was feeling and knowing that it would never be easy. That sometimes it's not positive, but it's worth it and it's necessary every single time. Discovering our lights means asking more of ourselves and of others without judgment and with the goal of connection and intention of being embodied. Lastly, I particularly connected with the tail end of the parable. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your parent in heaven. The text talks of the duty that the disciples had to spread their light and their faith amongst the people. Like the disciples, we get to do that as well, especially with our community. We get the opportunity to do life with people that make you feel like home. I personally get the opportunity to come to a church that says I accept you in all ways of being you. I get to come here last week during Pride and see folks stand on this stage and come out during Pride. I get to sit in this room and talk about our mental health and how the world is affecting us and come together as a church. I get to talk to every one of my friends who needs uplifting and who will uplift. Community allows us to do life together. Community allows us to move forward. And when we look at the teachings of a lot of our ancestors, they are doing community and life together, which goes against some of the systems that are already in place and that want us to believe that the individualistic ways of being is the only way of being. Church, those are the moments we're searching for. Those are the moments that we walk towards because, again, it's about discovering our light and it's about allowing it to radiate within us. What are the moments that allow you to feel closer to God? What are the things that are aligned with your values? How are we actively choosing to connect with God's light? I connect by, true, by being true to my values, visions, and my constellation. I connect by leaning into community. I connect by creating spaces and moments that bring joy and healing. Every breath is another opportunity to live in the splendor that is God's light. And there isn't only one way of being or doing. So again, I ask you, how are you choosing to connect with the gift of God's light? You have the ability to make that choice. You have the ability to look towards things that are going to move you and make you feel. And so I ask... Actually, actually, yes, I'm asking. Stand with me in God's light. Stand with me and know that you are made whole from the get-go. I had to take another breath. Um, if you haven't already, please drop your prayer requests in the chat for everyone joining online. And if you're in the house, we talked about the prayer corner with Amanda. Let your prayers be there as well. And as the band starts to come up for communion, again, we want to take communion and know that this is a time and a place in which we can be with one another in community. That we are made whole. That you are welcome. 
And if any church, I'm looking at the camera now, if any church tells you that you're not welcome, come to Forefront. Online, come in person, come join us. With every part of you and every being. Thanks for listening to the Forefront Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Forefront and how we're ushering in the next 500 years of Christianity, visit ForefrontChurch.com.